Hi, and welcome to the Authors Lighthouse Podcast, helping writers and emerging authors navigate the choppy waters of publishing. I'm your host, Karen Schober, indie author and author consultant. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's show. As we record this, it is the 17th of July, a very, very humid New Jersey weather that we're having. I hope everyone is having a great week and ready to dive into this week's topic. So this week's topic is creativity and consistency. Making writing a habit and using your skills regularly will not only improve your writing, but can also make it easier to come up with ideas of what to write, or at least make it easier to get those ideas out of your head and onto the paper. Sure, it's easier said than done. I have read books and worked programs to not only improve my time management, but also improve my craft of writing. I have brilliant ideas in my head for stories and for articles, but when I go to sit down and write them, it feels flat and not nearly as spectacular as it was when it was in my head. There's an entire debate about writer's block and if it really exists. I'm on the side that it does because it has happened to me. One book that has helped me was The Artist, Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. Uh, there is a sponsored link in the show notes. It wasn't a straight line, and I completed the course over about a year. It was a gentle way to get some of my creative, creativity back, but I found the best results were when I stuck to a schedule of doing the assignments every Sunday morning while I was still in bed. I would roll over, pick up the book and a notebook that I had dedicated to working through it before my feet even hit the floor. Using those quiet moments, I could complete the activities, even if they were handwritten. I was nowhere ready to begin to use my laptop to create with, but I was writing. It got me into journaling most days, which was a start. When I started journaling, getting two pages plus one full page of affirmations filled up was a challenge. There were times I would write things like, I am writing this to fill up space. I do not know what to write. But over time, it did get easier and easier. Sure, there was still days where my handwriting is getting larger than it normal and getting the requisite pages filled is much easier than when I had started. This can also apply to the craft of writing. The more you do it, the easier it gets. Sitting down and making that first keystroke can be the hardest thing, but showing up regularly and making it a part of your routine plays a big part into figuring out how to download those ideas from your head and onto paper. Some authors feel they must write every day at a very specific time of the day. That's great when you have a schedule that allows it. And I think most writers aspire to have a life with a daily dedicated writing time. Making writing part of your routine will get your butt in the chair and add to the consistency of the rituals we need to dive into the story. But with life, family, work, and other commitments, it can be an enormous challenge to carve out time consistently. You should not berate yourself for this or think that you'll never be a great author because you don't have the same writing schedule as Stephen King. 
find out more about his writing schedule and his approach to the craft, I highly recommend reading On Writing by Stephen King. Again, links in the show notes. If you don't have a consistent time, at least have some other consistent ritual for your writing time. It could be a stolen hour at a coffee shop or in the car as you wait for soccer practice to be over. But consistency of how you write can make a difference. One thing I like to do is if I'm writing a story out on paper, I try to use the same pen or at least the same type of pen for the entire work. It seems to work for me. Any element of consistency will help make it easier for you to get your writer's cap on and get those ideas out of your head. The more you do it, the easier it will get and the ideas will flow as fast as your fingers can type them. Just like those journal pages, when I was throwing words up there merely to fill the page, it got easier and easier as the days, weeks, months, and years have come and gone. Sure, sometimes my finger hovers over the page or the keyboard and it feels like my brain has completely stalled. But those times get less and less with more consistent practice. I also find that I get a rush from writing. Putting aside the tactile pleasure I get from the act of writing, emptying my brain of stories that have been running around and looking back at the progress I have made can be exhilarating. That rush is also something that keeps me coming back for more, no matter how many times I end up hitting the delete button or how many red lines are under the words that I have misspelled. I can clean those up later anyway. It doesn't take too much to feel the euphoria creating now that I have recognized that it is happening once I get warmed up. Sometimes I want to trash everything I have written to, but that doesn't happen too often anymore. But when it does, it's best to stop and not delete anything. When that happens, it is best to stop and just set it aside. Start a new file or a new piece of paper, but hold on to that word vomit because there might be a nugget of gold in there and you don't want to lose that. One of the best things about writing is that no one needs to see what you have written until you are ready to share it. Not only are you in control of what you have created, but you can also control who can see it and when. If it is crap and no one else in the entire world needs to ever know it ever existed. I save everything I have written. Every few years, I try to go through my notebooks and files to organize things. I can't tell you how many times I have found that nugget of a story or a half-written essay and realized it wasn't as terrible as I remember it to be. Having consistent practice or ritual will help you become a better writer. But all the rituals in the world will not help if you do not try. The more words you write, the better and easier it will come to you. Like any talent or skill, we all start at the beginning, and our first attempts are not the best. I can remember writing my first book and thinking it was the best thing ever written. I was so proud of it. And now I look at it. Well, there were some good parts. I cringe at what I wrote. It wasn't all bad, but knowing how far I have come with my craft, came from hours and hours and hours and hours of writing. They say to become an expert, it takes 10,000 hours of practice. The more you write, the better you become. A daily writing habit will get you closer to mastery faster than if you only write for an hour on Sunday mornings 
but writing regularly will also help you create the habit of taking the time to write, and it will make it easier to sit down and get started the next time, especially if times between writing sessions are shorter. Only writing every few weeks or inconsistently will not yield the results because it will feel like starting over almost every single time. Plus, it takes time to write a novel. A novel is 50,000 words or more. We all learn and process at different speeds, so it is unfair to measure yourself against other authors. We all have our own process, and there are authors who take years or decades to write a book, while there are others who can dictate a book in a few weeks or even a few days. It is unfair to compare your writing and your writing practice to anyone else because we all need different things to create. What works for one person may not work for anyone else in the world. The author and podcaster Joanna Penn listens to the sound of rain while wearing noise-canceling headphones to isolate herself from the outside distractions. I could not work that way. I need some kind of noise, almost any kind, but I need to know what's going on around me as well, even if it leads to getting distracted and not getting work done. So let's be honest with ourselves too. We love to hear that someone with their first novel got an agent and a publisher and landed on a bestsellers list. Most of those people have also been writing for years, if not decades, before becoming discovered. And how many novels are sitting in a hidden folder in a desk or on their computer never to be seen by another set of eyes? A debut novel may not be their first novel they ever wrote. It's the first one that got published. So take the time to figure out what your writing schedule and rituals are. Figure out what works for you and your life. It's okay to try different setups, times, or any other thing you need to get into that creative space, and then do it again. Maybe change a thing or two, and then do it again. Eventually, you'll find those magic words, the end, and you can look back and see all, what you have accomplished, and then do it again, and again, and again. The books I mentioned to be useful will be listed in the show notes with affiliate links to keep the show going. Hi, and welcome to the Authors Lighthouse podcast, helping writers and emerging authors navigate the choppy waters of publishing. I'm your host, Karen Schober, indie author and author consultant. So the word of the week is actually two words, or three really. It is the M and N dashes. When I started writing, I did not know that there were two different dashes. I assumed they were the same since there was only one keyboard on the keyboard. It wasn't something that was taught in school, or at least that I remember being taught. But as a writer, it is important to know the differences, especially in the formatting process. It was something that I pondered when I started using Pro Writing Aid to proof my work, and it would ask me what kind of dash I wanted. The M dash is the longer one, and the N dash is the shorter one. The way you can remember this is that the M dash is, as, is about as wide as the capital letter M, and the N dash is as wide as the capital letter N. Easy enough to remember. So what does each do in terms of punctuation? Let's start with the M dash. The M dash 
can be used in place of commas, parentheses, colons, and semicolons, especially when the author wants a longer pause. There are no spaces between the words they separate, and can, even though it can replace those commas, parentheses, colons, and semicolons, it is less formal, so it should not be used often in academic papers or articles or anything formal. The M dash can also be used in dialogue as either a disruption or a character getting cut off. It can even be used instead of quotation marks. Using it as quotation marks is a stylistic approach to be used like a journal entry or to quicken the pace of the scene, but it isn't used often in this way. Now the N dash is used completely differently. First, it can make complex compound adjectives like 10 year old or multi award winning. There's a dash between each of them, shorter, and no spaces in between those words. It can also be used in dates or place ranges or oppositions like the 10th to the 15th of August, the North South divide, or the Lincoln Kennedy conspiracy theories. Now here in the US, there are no spaces between those either dashes, but in the UK, it is acceptable to use an N dash with spaces on either side to act as an M dash. To find the M and N dashes on your keyboard, there are a few ways to get there. Prove Writing Aid will check it for me and make the changes, but if you are not using that program, there is a way to place it there before proofreading your work. It needs to be done via the symbols window. Depending on the kind of computer you use depends on how you pull that up. And there are also keyboard shortcuts that can be used depending on the computer used and the program being used. And now you know about both M and N dashes. In news this week, Della Owens, the author of Where the Crawdad Sings, is being wanted for questioning for murder back in 1996. In 1996, Ms. Owens and her husband Mark were in Zambia working to save elephants from poachers. They were featured in an ABC docu about their work and while filming, there was a murder recorded during that filming time. It is unsure who was killed or who pulled the trigger, but local police never pressed charges on Ms. Owens her husband, or her stepson that, were, that was with them. While this was 25 years ago, in Zambia there is no statute of limitations, but there's also no extradition treaty between the U.S. and Zambia. Ms. Owens is wanted to be questioned and is not charged with any crimes in Zambia. There was no information about why the authorities were looking into a murder of a poacher from 25 years ago. There was also no mention of additional evidence either, but it is all interesting all the same. Ms. Owens's book has been adapted into a movie that will be coming out very soon. So that's the show. Uh, to give a little personal update, I am still writing, uh, not as consistently as I have been, but I am also back in school, so I do have some academic works to do. I will be reporting more about that soon, uh, but it is very exciting and should help both my 
career as an author and a writer. And hopefully I can share some of that knowledge with fellow authors as well. Uh, so that's the show. I hope you enjoyed it. We will be back next week. And if you want to reach out to me, please email me, karen at theauthorslighthouse.com or reach out at any of the social media channels. Thanks and have a great week. If you have a subject that you want to suggest for a future show or want to reach out to me, you can email me at karen at theauthorslighthouse.com. I want to help you on your journey and your input helps me to know what questions you have about writing and publishing. To support the show, please become a patron at patreon.com slash authors lighthouse. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash authors lighthouse. Your support helps make this show possible. As always, you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at the authors lighthouse and the authors lighthouse podcast. Looking forward to talking with you next week and have a great week. Wow. <laughs>